Hey, this is your host of the Soul Talk Podcast, Jerry Tashlick, where we talk about people's stories, passions, and interests in hopes of inspiring you, the listener, in our pursuit of being a soul in today's world. And this is Soul Talk. Today, I'm joined by a guest. Welcome to the show, Theo. Uh, my name's Theo. I'm 18. I go to Northwestern University, and I'm from L.A. There you go. I didn't even have to ask him. A boy straight up tell you what it is. So... Anyways, water polo was thankfully where we crossed paths, but before we talk about that, let's talk a little bit about your years before high school. Uh, what was life like for you? What were some things that kind of stuck with you at an early age, whether it be a movie, a person, culture around you, whatever it might be? Well, I mean, I went to Laces in middle school, so I've been around the same people since, I guess, sixth grade, well, that's like 12 years old. Uh, from 12 to 18, I've been around the same people. But before that, I've been in LA, Hancock Park area my whole life. Nothing really. People that stick out to me, just my mom, my sister, my dad, like family, a huge culture with me. Fairfax area, Supreme, that street. Straight word. Street brand. Yeah. Um, Farmer's Market, The Grove, just exploring cultures, at, new cultures at Laces, being new people, making new friends. And then I guess people near Westchester, that area too. Mm-hmm. That's about it. And then it diversifies a lot as I went into high school, I guess having a goal in my mind. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. So I know like our school was really diverse, but just talking about the things when you were a kid, whether it be, you know, like the fictional stuff, whether it be a movie or anything like that, you know, Disney played a big part in everybody's childhood. Did you have like a certain movie or anything? No, I miss with Toy Story a lot. Toy Story 1, 2, and 3, and 4. I went to go see 4 by myself. I was 17. I went to go see that by myself in the theater. You know, so... Before this, we had Ryan on the, on the podcast, and so one movie that really stuck with us was Cars, and we talk about how much that movie did for us, and we actually rewatched that movie, Childish as it sounds, Cars, and you know, Toy Story is another great Disney movie. Is there anything that you specifically take away from that movie or something that helped you as a kid? Toy Story, it's just toys. I just like that first. Mm-hmm. You could get like a physical object after you watch the movie if you go to your like a target or something but no like the idea behind now that i look back on it the reason why i like this so much was the idea behind they're like a little family they always find each other at the end of the movie Mm -hmm. i mean little spoilers for people who haven't seen the fourth one they like split up at the end but the first three always stick together they always just with they never alone Mm -hmm. if they are they're always trying to find them like be back in that group yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess that's why I liked it so much. I just always saw myself with family, never really like wanted to stray away from them. Definitely a big sense of family. For me, I feel like it was a little bit of characters. Like everybody had their own little character, yeah, yeah, whether yeah. it be Woody or, or Buzz. Buzz, Buzz Lightyear. Like, you know, you could definitely tell what kind of emotion or just they brought out in themselves. Even the real characters and the humans had their own thing going on. But yeah, definitely Toy Story is uh, one of the legendary Disney movies. I got um, another one. Okay, yeah. It's a little like a tradition that my mom and I used to do ever since I was young. The movie Coraline. I don't know if you guys know that, but Coraline, to any of the listeners, Coraline is like fiction movie, like the button eyes. It's not horror, but it's it's animated and it's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. It'd be, my mom and I would watch that every time it rained outside. So like no matter what time it was or like, usually at the end of the day, if it was raining, like I get in bed, I was young, she tucked oh. me in and then we just play Coraline and I'd end up falling asleep. But no, I don't know why that was a thing, but we just always reverted back to that when every time it was raining. That's dope. And I still do that by myself. like. I'm in college in um, Evanston, Illinois, Northwestern University, but it rains a lot there. I can't watch the movie every time it rains, but you know, I try and find the time to do it every once in a while when it rains, just go back to my roots, how I was raised. 
that's definitely cool. Movies do a really good job of just picturing like real life scenarios, whether it be you know a sad day or or just be raining. You know, I think the whole like idea behind rainy days and sad days like kind of like yeah, we're, yeah. we're molded in, in storytelling you know even though rain is probably a good thing even for us in, in LA, LA yeah you know, we need that rain so yeah any other movies that like you kind of take away that story from or just like aspect of live events well movies just Toy Story Crow and I have been a huge part just Marvel movies everybody loves them just, just for the story at least comic book reader just it's cool to see it in like actual people doing it is when instead of just reading it off graphic novel. But live events, I got a lot of them, but mainly, well, this is recent, the death of Kobe. Right. Like, it's sad, but I mean, it was kind of dope to see like the entirety of LA come together. Like you would go down Fairfax, see people have signs, just taking time, like posting on the walls at least, murals of them. You still, you still see him now with him and his daughter, but I just thought that was dope to just go back on that. Yeah, you know, I think it's crazy that people show so much love, I mean, you touched on it a little bit, but I don't think you can go past the street corner in LA without seeing the Kobe mural. Yeah. I think it's really dope. And the love that was shown, you know, the day of passing and thereon has just been incredible. And, exactly. Uh, and I think just just the culture behind it, even in the NBA, you see you see people, like what D-Book got a tat of, of Kobe's handwriting that says, be legendary. People be yeah. just choosing their numbers just based off of what he wore 24 and eight. People be choosing two because of his daughter. Sometimes they add it up to 32. They find some like creative way, their own right. spin on it. But yeah, that's just, that's kind of dope to see how a public figure like that. I mean, people, some people just dislike him. I feel like that's just personal yeah. opinion. Like mm -hmm. I, I thought that was dope to see LA come together like that. Cause I haven't seen one really big city other than like the tragic event of 9-11 New York come together like that. Yeah, It was dope. For sure. To be honest, I have my own story with Kobe. Kobe was somebody that was really close to me in my heart. Like I didn't yeah. know him personally, but he did a lot for me. You know, main reason I wore number eight because of him. But I was actually one of those guys that I didn't like him when I was growing up because I just didn't understand it. I just fell into what the media had said yeah. about him, which is like, you know, he's like an asshole. He doesn't pass the ball. Like, and so I'd watch a few games and I'd be like, yeah, like, you know, dude really likes to shoot. And, you know, yeah. when you're an underdog and somebody has smaller size, you know, you can't always do that. So I always reverted to different players, whether it be Chris Paul or point guards. So, like, mm -hmm. Kobe was kind of the guy that just sounded like, you know, he was an asshole. He wanted to do a shoot. You know, I saw the downhill of his career. As I rewatched, like, some of his games when he was younger, it just solidified to me loving the game and just being happy about what the game is all about. And so... Kobe's definitely somebody special to me. I think the eight is such a crazy number. Because uh, yeah. if you turn it around, it's an infinity, infinity yeah. logo. I feel like there's so many things that, there's a lot of reasons why I wear eight, but um, those those two right there. I'm not gonna lie, you were talking about how Kobe's an asshole. Mm -hmm. I kind of just, I guess, transitioning into like how I play water polo. Yeah. That's just how I play, really. Yeah. I'm like, you could ask people right now, like shout out Laces, homies there, but the kids that I practice with right now, some of them, like when it comes down to it, I'm never going to be able to play in a game with them and they're never going to see how I am unless mm -hmm. they watch the games. But now during games, like I'm really like a dick. You could ask my teammates. 100%. Like, see, like I, I didn't understand that as a kid. Now I do what he was doing. It's not that he didn't necessarily not want to pass the ball. It's like a lot of times, like he didn't have respect for his teammates because he saw the work they were putting in and they didn't yeah. necessarily put in the same work or maybe he just wanted to prove a point and he was really, you know, passionate about just yeah. doing the shit that he's yeah. doing. No, so. I'm not. I would never say it to my teammates face like he did, but like, I'm not, I don't think I'm there yet. But if I see one of my teammates, this actually happened. 
he would he was coming out the pool from like I want to say private, but just like an individual conditioning session. Mm-hmm. I asked him what he had done, and he said just swim wise, I think it was like twenty one hundreds. After he had showered and left, I was still getting in to go in. I told myself I'm gonna leave doing what double what he did, and then I spent like at least a good hour just doing that because I didn't want to fall behind in training. I just always thought to myself like if I need to get better, I'm not gonna do what everybody else does or what the average does. I'm gonna Put my own little twist on it and be better because at the end of the day it's all about how much work you put into it how much hours you put into it that's just how i thought of it so was that like inspired by Kobe at all or? i wouldn't i would say some part of it was just watching instagram reels and just youtube videos about what his uh, work ethic and dedication was like but i'd say 75 percent of it just me just how i am as a person like i'm yeah. not gonna see somebody next to me putting 100 percent into it and me just putting 50. i'm gonna put in 150. i'm not gonna back yeah. down from anything See, like, I've always felt that way as well, but it's funny you said that because I've watched almost every YouTube video of Kobe there was ever just because I feel like there's nothing like it. Like, when he explains stuff, yeah, it, it's just it's, it's like, simple, it's simplified. Yes, yeah, I just get a lot of understanding from his videos. But so, there was actually a video of Jay Will talking, he was talking about how he had came to Stable Center like the night before the game. And he was going through his routine, and then yeah, he saw Kobe he already saw had Kobe. ice on yeah. his knees. No, so he like he was training, right? And so he went through his session, and then he was like playing on courts, right? So Kobe's on one side, yeah. Jay Will on the other side. Oh wait, was it the one that he practiced the same move like seven hundred times or something? I don't know if it was that. I just remember that he said that uh, he was done with his routine, and he was still there, even though he okay. was there like an hour before. And he sat there to watch Kobe keep practicing. Yeah. He's like, all right, let's see how how long he keeps this up and he kept on going for like two three hours yeah. and it wasn't i don't think it was the same move i think he was doing like crazy work like he was sweating all that and he's like the next game he dropped a lot of points and so he went up to him after that game and asked why did he train so hard why did he train so long he said it was because i saw you there and i want to yeah. show whatever yeah. work you're putting in yeah. i'm gonna put in double that yeah or nice. triple that or, quadru- or whatever it was but uh quote me on that yeah. you know of your i feel work. like as an athlete trying to get better whether it's like you're age group high school professional like you got to have that motivation like internally Mm -hmm. to want to get better and to find any way you can to get better whether it's just watching film stretching yoga meditation clearing your mind you got to have that if you really want to get to the next level because without it talent can only take you so far i'm pretty sure everybody has heard that like you gotta have that internal drive to get better and show it you can't just be walking around everybody and just saying you're gonna do it you got to really just do it 100%. so like i can't really speak on the other side of people but for me i feel the same way do you think it's something that you can gain i feel like i always had it like i didn't get it from anywhere like i always wanted to do something 110 percent because i'm just like super passionate about whatever it is like if i'm doing it you know i'm doing yeah, it yeah. but not just 100 110 percent yeah, because no, that's just i don't know because i've always been like that yeah, too i don't okay. know if it's something you gain but, i mean you can ask more people because everybody's different but mm-hmm. yeah me it's just it's always been there I don't think there was ever a moment in my life where I wanted to do bad. Sure. Let's revert this a little bit. So, you remember how we first met? Uh, it, it was either basketball or water polo. It was uh-huh. one or the other. Because yeah. I don't think we had any class together. Yeah, we actually didn't. So, yeah. I know we went. We met in 10th grade because that's when I came to the same school. Yep. And I'm sure it went off a line, something like I asked you a question. And you kind of just opened yourself up to me from there on. And yeah. I think a great attribute of yours is your charisma. Thank um, you. you just have some sort of like attraction coming from yourself and that it just being open and accepting to everyone. And I think a lot of others that know you can attest to that as well. I just want to know like where did that come from and were you always like that? 
man. I don't even know. Yeah, that's I didn't even fair, know. Yeah. Um, in well, high school at least, I just I just like talking in general. Yeah, like, I like talking to people, to teachers. Yeah. Like you could ask anybody you got high class with. I would always just be talking. I don't think there was ever a moment where I was just silent. Yeah, it, I mean that would get me in trouble sometimes, but it, I'd, I'd get away with it. I mean it's high school, but mm-hmm. no, I, I'm not sure. I feel like that's just how I am as a person, kind of outgoing. Mm-hmm. I on the street, like I try my best to just like just talk to people, mm-hmm. diversify. Never know how people are doing. Just always just be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, I feel like that's it's a bit from my mom. My mom's kind of like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. So I, I think that comes from her. Yeah. That's it's a really great attribute. I wish you know. I don't wish I had it, but like. <laughs> You know, it's, it's harder for me to open up to people. Like, you really got to, like, show me, like, what you're yeah, about yeah. first. Whereas you're, like, show yourself to me. Then you go on yeah. however you want to take that scenario. Moving on, I met you in 10th grade. But mm-hmm. uh, when were you introduced to the game of water polo? A year before that, 9th grade. Okay. Like, what were, like, the first things that attracted you to the game? Or All right, so this is a, this is a funny story. So I was in 9th grade. Mm-hmm. And somewhat, like, not fat in 9th mm-hmm. grade. Like, when I was a kid, I was completely fat, like. Yeah, I think I saw, like, one picture. Yeah, I don't think no, I, I could I was, believe it. I was really, 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 like, off the charts when I was young. But in ninth grade, I slimmed down a bit. I was somewhat chubby in ninth grade, you could say. Mm-hmm. But, no, I don't know. Some part of me was, like, you know, high school is where you, everybody plays sports. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to find a sport where I could play. But I was never athletic, mm-hmm. to say. I was never into sports. But laces not having the football team. Like, I wanted to play something that was physical, but... I brought up the idea of football to my parents, and mm-hmm. they were 100% against it because of all the injuries and everything. So I went to school like the following week and just, I guess, looked around. And then um, Kai actually, Kai Moran, he asked me if he wanted to come to a water polo practice. I didn't know nothing about water polo. I didn't even know what water polo was. I just knew I knew how to swim somewhat. So I was like, let's do it because mm-hmm. I just wanted to try something new. So that day I had my mom bring my swimsuit and everything. When I got in the pool, it was completely new. Like in mm-hmm. the beginning, I hated it. I didn't want to go to practice. Like I didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I would rather go out and spend time with my friends than just be suffering in the pool. Like mm-hmm. you guys, Charlie, like made me want to quit. But I never I, some part of me just never did. But I hated it in the beginning. So there's a lot of key points you touched on there, but just right now you talked yeah. about suffering. So I think it's a really crucial part in water polo because there's a suffering that you have to go through as yeah. a water polo player. I feel like it's not talked about, but there's because there's just so many elements of the game. I feel like it's like you can relate to this to a sport like running, but like or any sport for that matter. But it, I feel like it's so intensified in water polo because you have so many elements. One being the water, yep, and you have to be able to float. Not only that, you have to move in the water. Not only that, you got, if you're in game or yeah. in practice, you got people trying to drown you. With all that combined, your job is to get work with your team and get the ball in the goal. Mm-hmm. So it's completely all off the charts, suffering. But even swimming, like, I ask you mm-hmm. how you got swimming. Like, swimming is kind of hard. Like, yeah, yeah. If- no, swimming, so I had a couple of childhood friends. Um, who swam too mm-hmm. and my mom was just like let's do it so yeah. I, I love my mom so I was like let's do it yeah, too and yeah. in the beginning like when you're young nobody pressures you into winning competitions everybody's just there to let's just have fun so you were you were swimming competitively though so it was I swam competitively once okay. and after that I didn't quit swimming I always practiced but I just I never swam competitively when I was young mm-hmm. I picked that up in high school after just for high school just yeah. to keep conditioning but the start of me swimming was, I think it was because my dad, my dad's mom, so my grandma, mm-hmm. she was a swimmer when she was young, mm-hmm. back in her day, I guess. And I guess she told my dad to just have me swim. So 
just swam when I was young. I never yeah. really thought of it. Yeah. So, you know, I actually swimmed or swam competitively when I was younger. So if I didn't have that, I mean, yeah. water polo is almost impossible if you don't know yeah. how to swim because you're not only swimming now, it's a whole new thing. But uh, I actually wanted to quit swimming because it was really boring for me. I was really passionate about basketball, but like mm -hmm. you were saying, you know, I love my mom and my parents and they really pushed me to do swimming. They thought, you know, it would be a great sport for me, but I was really bored with the idea of swimming. Like you'd have like, I'm yeah, sure you, I mean, you know the terms of 50s, 100s, uh, yep. and then have like, you know, the different swim styles and it's just like in that whole time it's like you're swimming back and forth but you're not really like where's your mind going during that process nah because for i because just water polo conditioning is swimming yeah. but i feel like for me this is what happens most of the time mm -hmm. i'm either planning out what homework assignments i gotta <laughs> do or reciting the same song lyric in my head or just if, I, if i'm really competitive that day like I just want to beat this fool in, in a conditioning set and just thinking about what I did that day, what I'm going to do, how my days are looking. Yeah, like it, it's, I think it's different for everybody. Like when you're in the water, like it's just what happens is you listen to your, your breathing and you're just thinking that's mainly it. And then some splashing going around when you come out the water. But uh, yeah, so. I'll cut you off, but no, you I'm gonna pat myself on the back for that one because I think it's a good question. I don't think anybody like I haven't heard anyone talk yeah. about like what do you think about when you're swimming? Because yeah. you're going back and forth, and it's like unless you're like swimming competitively, like you said, mm -hmm. like really fast, and like you got no time to think about like all you're thinking about is beating the guy that's next yeah, to you. Yeah. You know, if you're going through these like drills where you're you know constantly swimming, like what are you thinking about? And I love that you said that because you know I similar had something like that yeah. as well. And it's funny, like the weird tendencies for sure. I definitely had some kind of weird song lyric I was mm -hmm. doing. And uh, there should be like a meme, like what I'm thinking about when I'm swimming. Like, you see how all these memes? It's yeah. Like, it's like, no, man, I'm, like, I'm really about to go home. And like, I'm like, pretty sure there's something like that out there. Yeah. Like, so what I was be. thinking is that like I was like speaking in my head, like really in, in short words. So I'm like, I'm going. So, like, at least I can get oh, to, yeah, the, yeah. And, like, to the wall. Yeah. yeah so, so I, I didn't like the competitive part of swimming, but I really loved the the part of being in the water there's something mm -hmm. about it for me that's just that's just peaceful like i feel like it absolutely takes you away from everything yeah. in the world if you're in water See, people a lot of water polo players and swimmers be surfers too everything anything that has to do in the water be saying that mm -hmm. to yeah. me it's the complete opposite when uh, i when i started i hated to be in the water like you would get out the water you have to shower you have to change all that i hated it like mm -hmm. some some part of me now like I think of it as like it's it's second nature to me now, but my hair's wet. I gotta put product in my hair. I gotta shampoo, condition. My hair is always dry. I always need a bottle of lotion in my bags everywhere I go because my skin gets ashy. I always be needing chapstick. It, it's that it's the little stuff that just throws yeah. me off now. But I mean, it's a part of it. I'm going to deal with it. For for me, I I think I I get some of that too. But uh, for me, it's just being cold. Like I hate cold water. Mm. So. Once you get past that point, everything yeah, yeah. everything goes smooth for me. You know, I don't really care about you know going out. I get it. I'm, my body's not that you know. But uh, let's talk about a little bit about the positives. You know, what were okay. some of the first things that like attracted you to the game? What were the the first things after you got past that suffering part? Okay, so when the suffering ended, it was one reason was I always wanted to just be part of a team. Like growing mm -hmm. up, it was always just me and my mom, my sister, and my dad. That's still somewhat of a team. You could say a family's a team. So. Going into a sport, you got what? For us, it was I think like 18, 19 other dudes mm -hmm. you can call teammates. And it's not just all freshmen or all sophomores, all juniors, all seniors. It's 
sort of freshman to senior year, some, maybe sometimes you got eighth graders in there who are extremely talented. And I just got to meet tons of different people that I still talk to these days. So, I, mean, I mean, I'm talking to you right now. <laughs> and um, I got to meet people's older siblings, younger siblings, parents, family members, cousins. Mm-hmm. Being in that one community, I feel like really just helped me a lot. And also just, you guys are also teammates, but the way I thought of it, they're my teammates, but I'm also competing with them. So mm-hmm. that also like lit a fire under my ass. Like I'm not going to lose to some dude who's slower than me or weaker yeah. than me. But yeah, that's just... The positives of it were meeting new people, being part of a culture, being part of a new team, just being competitive in general. So I saw f- firsthand, you know, I've only played uh, one year in high school competitively, I guess, because COVID kind of shut that off. But uh, I definitely can attest to seeing your drive. And, and that's one reason I feel like I relate to you. I feel like I have that in me uh, as well. No, but, I see uh, it in you too, man. Yeah, appreciate it. So, uh, but where did that like obsession for the game come, uh, come after? Yeah, so freshman year, I was just there at practice. I never did. I never went up another level. I never took it to the extreme. I was just at practice. Practice is over. All right, it's over. Let's get changed. Let's get dressed. The first semester of sophomore year was like that, too. After our season ended, it was like that. Mm-hmm. That was just it. We were, it was the off season. We just come to practice. But you know, coming from like a, I wouldn't say unstable, but just family wasn't financially we needed a full ride somewhere for college mm-hmm. we needed to pay somewhat at least because mm-hmm. good college is what 80k 70k that's crazy you don't got that in, in your back pocket unless you're doing something that you got to let other people know but sure. i mean yeah i needed i needed something and i knew i knew i was smart but the competition for that is insane oh, especially sure. it's just coming off of my demographics as an asian male Nah, like, you got to be robotics engine. You got to be off the charts yeah. for that. So, I mean, I was in water polo, and I just thought that this would be my way out. So, I mean, that kind of hit me when, like, some incident happened with my family. And I was, like, middle of sophomore year. Like, I found myself in that position. And I never told my parents about it. So, it was just, like, an internal motivation. Mm-hmm. I would wake up at 5, the gym, the Park Library gym, before heading to school. Go at 5, 5.30, um, do, do what I had to do go to school, mm-hmm. do school, go to practice. And after practice, I would stay at laces on the field. And I would actually ask a baseball player that had tires out there. I would ask him if he could at least hide or leave one of the tires out so I could get some work in. So practice ends usually at what, 536? Mm-hmm. I would stay until eight doing that, running running around the track, doing sprints, push-ups, just any work that I could and then Academically, just being an Asian, I think all the Asians could attest to this. Um, you get tutored, and the days I would have tutor, I would, I would ask my mom if I could push it back to like, at least eight thirty for me to get home, and we would do that. So for me, during sophomore year up until junior year before COVID, that was mainly my schedule: wake up, crack of dawn, work out, go to school, have practice at school, and then stay at school until eight, working out, just trying to get better conditioning and then drive home is what i get home at like 8 20 8 30 and then do my tutor ends at like 10 p.m and then do homework for like quick 30 minutes because it wasn't it wasn't that intense like i, yeah, I people, it wasn't that intense yeah. so i would just do homework study what i need to and then eat at least and then go to sleep wake up do it again so that, that was mainly what my schedule looked like and that was when i became obsessed with water polo and on the weekends, because on the weekends you don't have school, I had a bit more time to just, I wouldn't say relax, but kind of condition more. 
because um, I had a pool I had access to, so I would go there on the weekends, swim, and then just go to the gym, condition there, weight lift, do homework, study, and then kind of just do my recovery mm-hmm. when I had the time and spend time with family on the on Sundays. Yeah, that's crazy, man. I did not some of those things I did not know. I did no, not. I know. don't. I don't think. I don't think anybody. I haven't really. I haven't opened that up to anybody. Coach, so. coach, no at all. No, Charlie doesn't know. Um, wow. Like for me, I feel like a lot of the work I like to do, mm-hmm. I like it to be just just me, because at the end of the day, like they're your teammates. But to want to get to the next level, you have to stand out. I feel like nobody else is gonna help me stand out but myself. So uh, all the work. I do or like I, I'd like to do I like to keep to myself I don't really yeah that's why I like I see people posting like their workout videos their condition sets on Instagram y'all get me smarter I'm, I'm not that, like you could post that I'll watch it mm-hmm. I congratulate you but I personally don't take that approach yeah. I, I don't like to yeah well, that work behind the scenes is where it's at yeah. I feel like there's there's so many great things that you, you just said just just that drive I feel like something like lit a fire in you you said before yeah, like yeah. before high school like not that you weren't a motivator, but you weren't into sports. And I think yeah. sports just do a great job at, at demonstrating uh, what it is to work hard. And especially, I saw that drive, and I, and I knew that's because you put, you know, so much work into it. I feel yeah. like a lot of people can attest to that. So, you know, that's kind of the answer. Like, you know, a lot of people from, like, looking outside, looking into sports, you know, a lot of people will say, like, all these dudes look like assholes. Like, you know, it's like, it's not that we're assholes. It's just, like, we just put in the work. Yeah. So it's like, if somebody's, like, on the other side, that's thinking that they're better than us. That's kind of like disrespectful. Yeah, I feel no. like. So. I like I like how you touched on the the hours you put into it. Actually, during COVID, we'll touch on that later. But during COVID, um, I spent tons of time thinking to myself, like, should I just stop here or should I keep going? Because like I never knew when my next like debut against the team would be. I didn't know like what I was gonna do with it as a junior. I spent I think about a good two weeks in a state of like. Should I quit the sport? Should I just well, be an academic student? Should I just find something else to do? But it always came back to how much time and effort I had spent into getting better in myself and becoming a better person, individual, and, and an athlete. So I never wanted to have that go into vain. And I feel like if I, even if I did quit, it mm-hmm. wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. But I just, I just couldn't. Some part of me just never, like, it wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to live myself if I did, so... Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, we here, so I didn't. Yeah. So it's funny because uh, all this week, you know, I usually don't like worry about my future. I feel like yeah. you know everything that plays out is supposed to is gonna play out how yeah, it does, yeah. how it does. But you're supposed to like you gotta force. For you got to work for it. Yeah. And you got to force it. I, I hate this quote that you know said, it writes everything works out how it's supposed to work out. Like yeah, but like I feel like that's like pushing that you're just like sitting on your butt yeah, and hoping right. that things come to you it's like especially like the steps so like you were you were talking about like your mind is a is a scary place because you put scenarios yep. in, in your brain telling you like oh i can't do this i can't do that what's well, another thing that you said is that you know ig reels like they've been doing a good job like during yeah, this time yeah. putting out motivational videos i feel like it's so right in our time some of them i think is corny but some of them like really like they really affect the, you, yeah right? really really hit so uh, one of them was like talking about uh, somebody's like in a dark place, right? And they don't know how to get out. And so someone tells them like, well, can you see your next step? And they're like, yeah. He's like, so just take that. Yeah. And I feel like as soon as you take, and that's kind of how, how I'm trying to approach whatever I'm doing. It's just like, if you're, if you're in a place where you don't really know 
what's going to play out just keep doing whatever you can do exactly. so like during covid i'm sure you reverted back to just training oh you want me to touch on what I did during COVID? We'll, we'll, we'll get into okay, that, but okay. I'm sure you yeah, you, oh, just, you were just training. It like, was insane. Even though there was no competition, you know, yeah, no. there was a motor in you telling you to train, you know, yep. you still in your mind, but like, just make a contract with yourself and sign off on it. And then if you have like playbacks in your head saying, oh, I don't know if I can do this. Well, the contract was already made. Yep. If you sign it, that's it. So that's now it. you got to do it. So I feel like, you know, you probably do a really good job of that. I, that's why I see your drive. Thank like you. I said, you know, I'm a really like passionate person. So like, if I really like something, I, I want to know everything about it. For me, yeah, that was the same with me. That was basketball, and I had like weird like tendencies. Like I love like the the look of an empty gym, the sound of you know the ball going through the hoop, the collection of of moves, mm -hmm. uh, just making like a smooth finish. Oh, you know, so that's the thing. I I like basketball too. Like I like playing yeah. it. I like watching it. I feel like in water polo, everything is so you're limited as to what you can do with your body in the water 100%. and in basketball you're able to like put the ball between your legs behind your back everything like i feel like the way basketball is set up it's it's kind of similar to how water polo is you got big man in the middle surrounding mm -hmm. it it's kind of mm -hmm. similar how the water polo is simplified at least sure. so like in basketball you got dudes like kyrie steph lebron they, they kyrie insane handles steph insane shooting lebron insane longevity kd insane body type insane like skill handles all that like you see how i'm saying is like none of it is just athleticism 100%. everything is straight work but mm -hmm. beside that basketball has so much creativity in it you take the words out of my I'm mouth i'm trying to like find the bridge or like a gap in a way that's that allows me to be creative in water polo mm -hmm. like water polo you work on ball handling yeah that opens up so many new routes that's you are, we were just talking about it today. Sorry to cut you no, off, but that's yeah, why I yeah. really like what we're doing yeah, right now. Yeah. And you took those words out of my mouth. Yeah. I really love basketball because I feel like it's the most creative sport. Because so, yeah. basketball, you're allowed to have the ball. You're, you're allowed to hold it with two hands. Water polo, if people don't know, you're only allowed to hold it with one. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the part of your non-dominant hand not being used, like people overlook that. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm able to use both my left and right hand, mm -hmm. think of how much more of a better player i'll be than compared to just using one hand that's what i'm saying so in water polo like i feel like a lot of people just use their dominant hand yeah no. i feel i feel like if you can if you can get really good with your uh, not no. your dominant hand like whether it be for passing or shooting like you become so much more yeah. of a threat and basketball is almost uh, the same uh you know lefties are looked up uh, looked up as such guys because nah same thing with water polo if you're yeah. lefty you yeah you're, you're just you're just part of the guard yeah. so like so, so yeah so there's a lot of uh, connecting points between sports mm -hmm. but um i i actually like that's so that's what i'm trying to understand with water polo and the thing i found like through practice like obviously like i, I really actually admire the suffering you go through with water polo because yeah. you're like it's just be, it's just exercising right but like mm -hmm. there's something that like you're just always chasing after whether it's the ball so that's why i like it but i especially love the drills we were doing when we were like passing whatever it is i feel yeah. like the creativity comes in the past as fast as it comes, you got to uh, try to get a quick release off yep. of it. And, you know, we'll touch on this, like, a little bit later in the segment. But, you know, professionals, like, it's almost like them dudes have the ball and string like they do yeah, in basketball. It's, it's like, that crazy. thing is always moving. Yeah. So, you know, I haven't seen it in, in real life, but I'm sure you, you have. Which we'll also get into a little bit later. But, yeah, like, so uh, to answer your question, like... I'm saying like a left hand, like even if it's not to shoot just to pass, like it's, you yeah. can find creativity in that. And I think just 
uh, finding good passes. I think the game of water polo is so much slower than basketball, which is a good and bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a little bit more bad, but you know, you can find little tendencies in there. And, and uh, yeah, I love that you uh, yeah. mentioned that. I feel like a lot of people don't understand that. And uh, I hope to shed some light on that. Yeah, too. no, that's that's what I always want to do. Like, I'm not a huge part of USA water polo as like I hope to be a huge part one day. But no, nah, I'm really trying to just by myself, at least first, just find ways to be more creative in the way I handle the ball and the way you shoot, passing, like skipping. Like there's a whole part. Skipping, skipping is crazy. So, so with skipping is like, I, I think during COVID I spent at least a month learning how to skip again. Cause it's, it's not just you want to throw the ball down mm-hmm. at the water as hard as you can. There's different, so in the water, it's like an, un, not an unfair, but you never know what the like little waves are going to be like. So when you skip, if you curve it one way and it hits and a it, wave, it'll stop. But if it doesn't, it'll bounce up. Mm-hmm. But if you curve it slightly lower, it bounces down. And if you put like an underhand spin, like there's there's so many different like ways you can be creative off a skip. Mm-hmm. But in ba- same thing in basketball, you put a different spin on it, mm-hmm. but the floor is even. Water yeah. is not. So mm-hmm. you, that could either, you could play that to your advantage or your disadvantage. You mm-hmm. never know, but... I feel like there's still so much more that goes into it than just oh I gotta skip I gotta throw the ball to the water as hard as I can. I, I love I love I love everything you just said. So just that you think like that, it just talks a lot about yourself. I feel like finding ways to better a game. That's that's what the game's looking yeah. for. It's looking for innovation. It's looking for just sport being better. Like yeah. I I honestly have not seen a lot of innovation like in water polo when I watch professional. Yeah. professionals play i feel like they do the same thing they do it at, a, at such a high level so but i mean fast. If they do the same thing but it's done almost near perfectly yeah. that's why they yeah. keep doing it yeah. but i know what you mean though like if if there's a there's like an opening of mm-hmm. where you can do something different like mm-hmm. i would definitely like acknowledge yeah. that that's cool yes so there's a lot of guys on ig right now that are playing around the aspect like of that of creativity in basketball mm-hmm. if you know who i probably know who he is lethal shooter oh yeah I posted on my story. I think that so he basically oh, yeah. like changed like the way rim size, yeah. rim size. Like there, there was him like my favorite one is the one with the cage. So it like opens and closes. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like it's train. So it's the whole idea that it's training your brain that if if there's more things that you have to get past when it's just wide open, like it's just gonna come automatic. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's the same thing with water polo. So there's also another guy, MDW basketball. Shout out. Both dudes come on the show. Uh, but uh, yeah, so he does like a combination of moves and everybody says it's a travel, but he, by the rule book, he makes sure that it's not a travel. Yeah, no, I like how you bring up the rule book. I feel like in water polo, mm-hmm. um, well, I think back in like 2019, new rules, were, new uh, FINA international rules were announced, but I feel like <laughs> people don't read the rule book enough. It's, like, cra- it's crazy like, that re- you say that. Like, no, I. I'm sorry. Cause no, you're so good. Cause um, I, I literally printed out like the NBA no, rule book. My, I have I have mine downloaded on my computer. Wow. Like I, I read it like almost to make it second nature to me, so that when anytime I'm playing in a game and the refing is off, like I could revert back to it and just be like, "Oh, this one would do it." I guess, like, <laughs> dude, like, bro, just be like, yo, like, if you're not gonna go by the rules, then yeah. why are you here? That yeah, kind of thing. I, and well, I, also, I don't know if I, I don't know if I used it like that. I, I just like okay. more like the creativity, like, what's the travel? Like, there's so, like two. They say two steps to the basket. So MDW, he does like the moves. Like some of the moves just look so like 
so crazy like that it could never be played in the game but I some of them are like could be used today like yeah but i feel like that's how it was back then when people started pulling from like 20 feet now you get you got guys like trey curry pulling from what 50 feet mm -hmm. dame even mm -hmm. but back then if you like shot a three it was unheard of mm -hmm. so i feel like given time people are just gonna like it's just gonna evolve and become like, somebody this. pulling from half court and water polo <laughs> bro I, I, I'll, I'll do that like dude if nobody's guarding me i'll pull from i'll pull from anywhere like yeah. that's just how i am as a person well, yeah so i say all that to say is there any i know you kind of do you watch water polo like professionals oh like, yeah I so watch it. is there any like player or influencer that is trying to bring like creativity to the game or I just mean, plays creatively. I feel like at the pro level, well, they do everything so fundamentally perfect mm -hmm. that there's no room for it. No, it's not that there's room. There's room for it. It's mm -hmm. just that it's everything so you flat. don't need to. You don't need because it's so fundamentally perfect. Like mm -hmm. even in basketball, would you rather take a wide open two or a contested three? Yeah, you would take a wide open two, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's the same thing. Like for them, like they're so fundamentally perfectly sound that they don't need to be creative. That, see, so. I don't, I don't like how you put that because okay. that's no no it's you're, you're good no, so you're like good. that's how basketball was played okay. everything was fundamental now they're kind of turning away from that because yeah. there's more creative ways to be like less fundamental but more skilled the game just becomes better I, I know what you mean like it becomes more entertaining to watch yeah, it, yeah. I mean so, I think Kyrie has like yeah. forever revolutionized the game of basketball like the dude just figure something out and now everybody's kind of yeah, making yeah. their own version of everyone wants to have handles like Kyrie yeah. shoot like that but no to answer your question so European guys you got Philippe Filipovich Dusan Mandic in um, Pro Reco Italy USA Johnny Hooper he gets up insanely I've high heard of, I heard the name yeah I respect that he's insanely high and mm -hmm. USA center um, his name is Ben Halley mm -hmm. dude he's insane like mm -hmm. in, the work he does in set Mm -hmm. is is crazy like and he's it's just it always looks like he's never being guarded that's how that's, that's how crazy. insane it is yeah. like is he, he big or i I, I don't i actually don't know but he, i mean he's not small he's not he's not short oh, i think yeah, he, yeah. he at least like six four six five but he's it's insane like mm -hmm. what he does with his left hand what he does with his right hand what he does with his feet even just, mm -hmm. just like the way he comes up with it, it it's it's dope so i go like this episode man you don't want to come on i think um so yeah so even though like you have a great knowledge of water polo i feel like a lot of people don't like i personally i like the game of water polo i watch it from time to time but i think the media does a really bad job at uh promoting the sport why do you think that is or why is water polo just not a popular sport at least oh, here in your opinion well because yeah in the u.s it's not mm -hmm. the biggest well right, it's a growing sport now but i mean la mm -hmm. socal has a huge culture of it norcal too now uh, it's growing in Texas, mm -hmm. uh, growing in Florida, growing in Washington, but because I, I feel like it's it's a, such a European dominated sport, it just doesn't just doesn't come up as much in the USA. And I mean, I'm thankful like I found it and I'm able to work on it, but mm -hmm. it's such a European dominated sport mm -hmm. as of now, at least. Yeah. Your opinion? Do you get intimidated? No, I don't get scared. Watching, watching water polo? No? no. Professional? Pro no, I feel like it's not scary. It's exciting. Like yeah, like you want you like you're chasing yeah, that. Yeah, like you want to like, be perfect like that. I watch a game and I ask myself, if I had the ball in that position, what would I do? Mm -hmm. And I like to put myself in scenarios like that and be like, I really just try and guess the player too. Like if I see a, sh a video of somebody shooting, I'm gonna be like, I really focus on how their body positioning is. Look at their wrist. 
look at which way their head is moving and be like, oh, it's going to go there. And four, five out of 10 times it happens. Five out of 10, it doesn't. I guess they were just, just caught me off guard. But mm -hmm. that, that's how I really work on watching film. Like, that's how I just mm -hmm. enjoy it even. Just mm -hmm. be like, okay, if I was there at the two or the three or mm -hmm. the one even or the four or the five or in set, mm -hmm. what would I do to get open? What would I do to get the goal? Mm -hmm. And how would I achieve that? Like, what do I need to work on? Like, break it down mm -hmm. and then boom. Like, there, there's your solution. That was my next question. Like, yeah. do you watch film? I think it's. Oh. I think if you don't watch film, you you losing a lot of the game and how to get better at the game. So you talk about like the scenarios that you would be in yourself, but like, do you watch for any plays? Do you watch for any like coach tactics? Like, how are they like attacking or defending, whatever it might be? Yeah, I really like watching film. Mm -hmm. I kind of this is what I did during COVID and even now too. I watch a play get drawn up in high school and I write it down. I have an iPad full of notes of different plays from different high school, from talented high school teams. And I try and just work on that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just, I like watching plays. Just watching it unfold, mm -hmm. see what I can do. Like, so it goes back to it. Like if I was there doing that, what would I do? I don't know if you noticed, Kobe actually started the platform on ESPN called Detail. Okay. Um, and it talks about, it, it, it's basically him breaking down players' films. Whether it be, I don't think he did his film, but he did like KD's film. Uh, oh, some okay. Film. Yeah, so it's like a whole I strand of videos. Yeah, so you, you got to watch that. So it's okay. interesting. So that might be the most entertaining video if you're a basketball player, any type of athlete. Yeah. And so he kind of sold this idea to ESPN. And so they kind of started doing it with Peyton Manning for football. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know if they uh, went out to soccer. I got to get this to water polo. ESPN, if you're watching this, come on, man. Y'all got to get to water polo because, you know, we got people watching film like that was really entertaining like just seeing like there's a level of understanding that you have to get to at a professional level which i'm not at uh, at all but like you know i try to at least understand i always look for what's going on in the game i'm not just watching i always like mm -hmm. say like like don't just be a fan like i i hate the word a you fan. gotta be a student yeah you like if you're a fan like that's cool but like if you play the game and you want to get better at the game like the fan's not the right word the fan is somebody that that watches the game and sees sees the ball go through the hoop or whatever it might be in each sport yeah. and cheers like that's not what I'm doing like I'm a, I'm a admirer wanna, of the you game. Want to learn? Yeah, yeah you. I want to learn like how they do that or yep. where where that came from, where that back screen came from, where that where that play just transformed. How did it like? So there's so many interesting factors of of that and so yeah, I I really love that yeah. you understand that as well. Let's talk a little bit about your high school experience. Okay. Uh, just the overall. You know, did you like your environment? Did you learn anything? <laughs> Jokes, but like nah, anything that really you take away, whether um, it be a teacher saying something or anything like that. Okay. Uh, well, high school, ninth grade, it was just the beginning of everything you could say. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, high school wasn't, it wasn't horrible. Mm -hmm. I don't, and it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't, nothing big happened other than like whole world events. But it was dope. Ninth grade, academic wise, whole four years went by smooth, no, mm -hmm. none intense. Athletically wise, uh, freshman year, I was off the, I don't think I played a varsity game freshman year. Mm -hmm. It was just JV. It was just coming off the bench, just sitting bench, cheering, clapping. On, on JV? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, then talk about it now, like you were, not, yeah. you, were the starter, you were the starter for uh, the remaining of those years, I think. Yeah. yeah. Sophomore year, water polo, uh, I think I was the captain for the second part of the season. Junior year, captain again, led the team with goals and ejections drawn. I think I was second in steals. Mm -hmm. I didn't get a senior year, unfortunately, because of COVID. I right. wish I did. I wanted to see what I would have been able to do. That would have been scary. Because of, of, of what I did during COVID. 
like the hours I put into it. But yeah, in high school, I feel like not necessarily like one teacher or one friend that did it, but it was a lot. It was a collection of people I've met that helped me grow. But one thing I really took away from high school mm-hmm. is that nothing lasts. People, people mm-hmm. like grow and people mm-hmm. have different goals in mind that they're working for. So like mm-hmm. you really can't see yourself with the same person whether it be a girlfriend or boyfriend or your friend even, to be to say that, oh, I'm going to stick with them for, like, the majority of my life. I mm. mean, you can. Like, mm. there are instances where that happens where you guys are both, like, similarly minded. And yeah. I, I congratulate you if that happens. Yeah. But after that, you really just want to grow and just become mm. better. I, I like how you touched on that. It's not even, like, just just having a friend like like you said people you know grow and that's totally yeah. okay like and that's what also, you're supposed to do yeah. sorry i didn't yeah, cut yeah. you off but in high school i didn't realize this until like, like during covid but no i realized this before people judge you mm-hmm. but you got to grow past that and mm-hmm. just have the fuck you attitude mm-hmm. I, I don't know if i could curse right on here nah, but yeah, you're good. you I, you got to really adapt to that attitude so like people don't say it doesn't really affect you mm-hmm. yeah you're right. And, you know, for me, you know, high school was kind of more passive than anything. I, it it kind of just, like, blew past me, I feel like. And uh, I was not prepared for I thought I thought I was prepared. And, you know, just yeah. shit hits the fan. And mm-hmm. that's just how it goes. But um, there's got to be an understanding of, of what you're doing, not what somebody else yeah. is doing. Like, you got to really think about yourself. So, like, I really went into, like, I'm really thinking about me. You know, I yeah. have a couple of friends. I have, like, people that are really close to me. But I really, like, have a smaller group more than anything. I feel like, sorry to cut yeah. you off. But the simplified version of it yeah. is you got to get over yourself. Yeah. You got to stop wanting to look cool or something oh, yeah, yeah. to be able to like grow as an individual. But yeah. I mean, in high school, what like now that you think about it, you're young. Yeah. What yeah. like you start freshman year, what 14, 15. There's so much pressure. I yeah. Feel like. And then sophomore, 15, 16, junior, 16, 17, mm-hmm. senior, 18, 19, maybe. Mm-hmm. I feel like just in general, you got to get over yourself. Mm-hmm and just i guess have a goal in mind yeah. but that's coming from us where i'm 18 you're I'm, i just turned 18 you turn it happy yeah. happy late birthday but yeah <laughs> but in ge- but we're, we're, i feel like in our aspects like we've already grown past that we've already dealt through that so we know like if it happened again we know what to do but i feel like high schoolers now is just they're missing the like some advice i would say but at the end of the day, your own personal experience is how you learn. So just, I guess, just going through that by yourself, realizing it. Yeah. You know, things move on, things evolve. Like, yeah. you got to just, like, be able to handle that. Like, some people are not going to, like, come knocking at your door, like, saying, like, yo, what's good? Like, you know, you just got to, like, you, you got to have your, your stuff straight and, yeah. like, you know, have those people that are close to you. Um, but also understand, you know, some people that are just, like, high and by or, like, you know, like, you know, touch up with them, but, like, don't get, like, too involved in their plans. Like, just, like, just be you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, just that aspect I really like that you touched on. We talked about your high school experience. Let's talk about COVID. Obviously, a very oh, big event in everybody. all of our lives. Everybody, yeah, yeah. everybody. But uh, say that, you know, we got the short end of the stick. Not really, because I, I'm, I give respects to people who lost loved ones. And yeah, thankfully, nobody in my family did anybody. No, nobody. good. We all good, yeah, so... You know, we got cut our high school year, so we didn't get our, our senior year that everybody likes to refer to as the best year of high school. But, I feel uh, like for, yeah. well, to answer your question, mm-hmm. COVID, it gave me tons of time mm-hmm. to improve. So we, would, we, we were told we would have two weeks off in like March 13th, mm-hmm. March 12th. March 12th, I feel like, I have a photo of it. I feel like March 12th was the last day we were at school. 
How long did you think it was? We were gonna be out for like they said two weeks. Oh, I like, genuinely thought it was two weeks. Yeah, you, you I, thought I genuinely thought it was just gonna be two weeks. Yeah. So I was like, oh, we gonna have a little two week spring break mm-hmm. to study for APs and just have fun. But March twelfth that night, I got home and I heard how bad it was gonna get mm-hmm. from my mom. So I was like, okay, so what what's gonna happen for us? It's like we live in an apartment, so we we shared like tons of space with random people. You don't know what people we doing. She was like, it's, it's cool. Like we'll just stay at our apartment, see how it goes. And Scary thought. take the stairs now. So that was it. And March 13th, you get the broadcast of everybody needs to lock down, close everything, yeah, was- quarantine. So I think to myself, I don't have access to a gym. I don't have access to a pool. No weights, no nothing. What am I going to do? That's March 12th at night. So March 13th is when everything starts. And I think it's the first day of like quarantine. I know I shouldn't be doing this, but I wake up at 5. So, and I live like smooth five minutes away from Penn Pacific Park. So I wake up at five and it's black outside. It's pitch black and no cars, no people, no nothing. So I feel like I'm abandoned, mm-hmm. but it was really relaxing. COVID allowed me to get more physically fit, improve athletically mm-hmm. and just mentally too. So what I would do in COVID, I would wake up at five. I would go run 1.5, two miles around Park La Brea, go to Penn Pacific Park. There was a pull-up bar that was open. There at least like 100 pull-ups, push-ups, and crunches, and then walk back home and have our virtual class start online. Wow. And then nice. after class, I would, in my room, do 100 push-ups, 100 crunches, 100 squats, 100 lunges. Wow. I didn't have any weight, so I didn't know what to do, so that was what I went with. What, at, when I was done with that, it'd be like, what, 4.35? I felt like I wasn't doing enough, because from what I was coming with, what I talked about on earlier, that workload, drastically decreased. So I was like, I never knew when my next game was gonna be. I never knew if I was gonna have a senior season because it hit my like second semester of junior year. I never knew when the next time I was gonna touch a pool and a ball in like a competition setting was. And there's this quote that says, are you willing to sprint without knowing the distance? And that stuck with me. I was really like, am I really gonna keep doing this? This was halfway through COVID. I was like, am I really gonna keep doing this without knowing when this shit is gonna end? Yeah. Like I was genuinely mad mm-hmm. at like just everybody because I didn't know when it was going to end and I really wanted to play my senior year. Mm-hmm. And I continued that, wake up five, workout, yada, 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 school, study, condition. I did that all the way until restrictions were lifted. So now that pools open up, gyms all open that. up, and I'm just looking back. And this was during COVID when everything was still closed. I'm going to go back a little bit. I was mentally like gone yeah everything i had done before waking up at five and going to bed at like 11 repeating that during school i didn't know how much of a toll it would have on my mental health because i was so goal oriented i wouldn't hang out with friends i wouldn't i didn't want to i had a goal in my mind Mm -hmm. and i like family time i spent just decreased a lot Mm -hmm. so mentally during covid and because the workload i was doing during covid it didn't feel like i was doing enough so Mm -hmm. i was just like man, like, am I, am I doing enough? Like, am I, am I going to be playing the sport even? Like, mm-hmm. so that all cut up to me. And it came to a point where I was like, because I know dudes, like, I'm not going to say this is a bad thing to do, mm-hmm. but I know dudes who were spending COVID inside on their, like, beds watching Netflix. Almost, I, almost 99%. And <laughs> so, like, going off what you said, yeah. like, and getting there, like, in order to be successful, I really, 
admire that you understand that yeah, as well. Yeah. Like it's been proven time and time again that you gotta wake up early. Whatever it is, wake up early. You don't have to necessarily go to bed late. You know, I, I also don't like quote early mornings, late nights. Late even nights, though, yeah. even though I can understand that uh, but your productivity like decreases as you get less sleep if you can just teach your body to get a little bit less sleep by waking up just a little bit earlier that can make a whole and you did that yourself and you know it's, it's really hard to do that but you know even me like you know i i do that as well but i it's, it's hard you know it's really hard you know for, yeah. I, i'm not hearing any resentment in your voice saying like you know, like, yeah, sometimes, like, I didn't feel like you were like, no, like, you know, the contract, like, I, no, I yeah, got up like, this is what This is yeah. what I signed up for with myself, and I'm not going to stop until yeah. it's the end. Yeah. Until I get what I want. That's mm-hmm. it. And nobody in my way is going to stop me from getting mm-hmm. that. It's that simple. And I also like that you, well, you said there was a negative point, but I like that you always try to look for the positive, yeah, whether it was nah. working out in the morning. I always try to, myself, I always try to be in a positive space. Yeah. So what were... What were some of the positives of COVID? Yeah. Well, oh. like we talked about, like, just, yeah, like, other than working out, what type of positives can you take away from the whole thing? Whether it was, you know, just getting time with family or something yeah. like that. Yeah, getting time with family mostly, but it was also, like, my dad had to move because of COVID, of work mm-hmm. and everything. But one positive was, I'm not trying to sound cocky, mm-hmm. but... I always thought to myself, man, I'm going to kill these motherfuckers next time I'm in the pool. Like, I just always thought to myself, like, Mm -hmm. I'm 100% sure there were other kids working out during COVID because I knew they were. Like, I saw Instagram videos of them doing it. But, like, deep down, I wanted to say, like, no other 16-year-old was doing what I was doing. Mm -hmm. I want to say that confidently. Mm -hmm. So, I knew next time I got back in the pool, I'm going to kill whoever the fuck in my way. Mm -hmm. Like, that. that's how I thought of it. Mm -hmm. So, that was one positive that kept me going. Mm-hmm. During COVID, and yeah, I got to spend way more time with family. I got to... Uh, Is there any hobby, like, you gained during that time? You know, it's, it sounds like you didn't have time, but... <laughs> no, um, I, I mean, bro, like, I, I... So, one thing that's been going crazy on my mind is there's really not that much time in a day to yeah. do what you want to do. So, like, unless you start early, like, you really, like... Yeah. Like, you do one thing, you do two things, you do three things. By the end of that day, it's like... You, it's like 8 p.m. It's 8 p.m. Yeah. So... You know, how can you prepare yourself to, to get better at whatever no. you want to do? Yeah, you got to wake, wake up early. But no, I didn't pick up a hobby. Okay. Like, cause I, didn't, I think the only reason why I didn't mm-hmm. want to pick up a hobby was because I didn't want any more time to be taken away from me. For or God's sake. Yeah, just okay. to be a distraction. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about it. But yeah, one positive was it was because... And by no means am I trying to sound cocky, mm-hmm. but I knew next time I got back in the pool, I'm going to kill these dudes. Okay. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah. so... Fast forward now, you've been afforded the opportunity to go uh, to a really great university. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Just want to know how school life in Chicago, more specifically living by yourself and things that are non-sports related, then it will get okay. into. Um, well, I mean, it's a big change. Mm-hmm. In L.A., I would, I'd like to consider myself somewhat of an extrovert when I was in L.A., but no. Nah, it's, I feel like for me, going from a big city, Los Angeles, I feel like LA is a bunch of little cities cuddled up in one big area. It's, you it's got, La La Land. That's yeah, you I got Beverly it. Hills, Santa Monica, Culver City, Pacific Palisades, downtown, mid-city, Studio City, East LA. Like Just for, for 10 seconds, I can name these different areas. And you take an LA kid and you put him in Evanston, Illinois, small town. And no, some part of me, I like it. Like mm-hmm. it's it's relaxing. It's very quiet. Mm-hmm. It's very small, tight knit community. Mm-hmm. But no, it's it was a huge change at first. When I'm over there, I feel like going into college, 
I really just went in the mindset of I'm going to play and I'm going to study and I'm going to spend as much time as I need to to get better and I'm going to go try and play professionally. That was it. Mm. So I get there, academics, it's, we're ranked on universities list, Northwestern's ranked number nine. Mm-hmm. So academically, it's no joke. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, for sure. It's, it, it was, my first quarter was, it was, it wasn't bad. It's was pretty fun. Met new people, but at the end of the day, it was, I'm just there to learn. Mm-hmm. No, no, I, I didn't go to any parties. <laughs> no, none of that. Yeah, I like parties either. Uh, just like talking to me like about education aspect, you know, I kind of demonize the idea of school. But at the end of the day, you know, you try to find things that gravitate towards you or something that you can use to your benefit uh, with education. Has there any mm-hmm. been any class or? Do you like how you're being class? Like, how, how big is your class size? Is it uh, small? Depends. Mm-hmm. Some classes are huge lectures, like 100 kids. But oh, others, yeah, yeah, yeah. But others it's, like, directly one-on-one. Or it's, like, eight kids max. Yeah. See, so, like, I'm, I'm very, like, my attention span is really low. Yeah. So, unless you, like, mm-hmm. with me, it's hard for me to focus. So, like, I would love to have a class where I have a, a small amount of, uh, of kids. Yeah. No, but academically, the... Um, there's any class related psychology, I feel like it's just interesting to me. Dope. And I'm like, I don't like anything to do with STEM. That's just not me. I, I mess with English more. And Same going here. to college, I learned how to, like in high school, I considered myself like an amateur writer. And in college, mm-hmm. like everybody writes at that level. So you're just, you're just the average. Mm-hmm. But taking writing classes and just English in general, mm-hmm. you learn just the different styles of it. And it's dope. Because like, because it's also like your way of being creative. Because in STEM, 100%. in STEM, like there's you just learn based knowledge. Yeah. It's, it's repetition, yeah. So I can take mm-hmm. that away from me as well. You know, one class I really like is my humanities class. I've never took a humanities class before, but we just talked about so much deep subjects. Our homework was short paper, whether mm-hmm. it be half a page, whatever it is. And it talks about your experiences as a person and how it can be applied to, to the material. Anytime you do that, I feel like that's super important because yeah. it, it, it challenges you to understand yourself. And that's what we're trying to get to in this exactly. podcast is you really want to understand yourself, what you like, what you don't like, and use it to your advantage. So uh, we talked about a little bit about water polo, but now, you know, being in a professional level, how has it been? I've, I would say I'm far from that professional level. Yeah, far. Nowhere okay. close. Okay. But I'm... Working towards it. Mm-hmm. What can you tell me about, like, just the experience for the amount of time you've been there? Just, you know, whether it be travel or the ability to travel with a team or, yeah. and see new places. And just tell me, what, what are some places you've been able to visit in? Notre Dame, mm-hmm. um, Indiana. Mm-hmm. All crazy schools yeah. that have crazy names. In LA, like I feel like we Illinois. picture them as like these big places, but from your I mean, side, like I, like they they are big places. They're mm-hmm. really nice places too. But people forget, like when you're traveling, you're really sitting in like this. Like when, when people say you travel, they only think of like the start place mm-hmm. and where you end up. So mm-hmm. like when people say you traveled from, oh yeah, I came from LA to New York, they only be focusing on. So you went from Los Angeles, Hollywood to New York Times Square. They don't focus on what's in between. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's that's what I want to emphasize is just, yeah, we did travel to those places, but we also went through the travel. Like, yeah, like, yeah. We See, drove, I we love, dro- that's a quote. <laughs> we quoted that. We went through the travel, yeah. bro. There we, you go. We drove there fun. to Indiana or like, Notre Dame and bro, I, I let me tell you, I have not seen that much corn in my life, <laughs> bro. You I, I drive like, 
you're it, like you close your eyes. Mm-hmm. So let's say you close your eyes and you're in the freeway. Mm-hmm. Open your eyes for five seconds. Corn, close your eyes again. Spend 45 minutes, close the eyes. Open your eyes again, it's still corn. Wow. Like there's that much corn. Yeah. So, you know, I actually thought you were going to get to a better aspect. I thought you were going to talk about, like, the landscape is dull. They got hills and everything. I mean, no, no, no. That part, it's nice. Like, but it's... It's, it's, it's nothing but cool. Yeah. Like, coming from L.A. Yeah. No, I get it. It's, it's not that Yeah. So, yeah. So, for me, like, I've always lived in the city. You know, I, I kind of want to be in a more peaceful place right now. Because, okay. like, it's so hectic yeah, living no, in the no. city. So, you're getting that opportunity right now. What do you think about, like, one or the other? Is there any one that you prefer? Oh, I prefer L.A. Yeah. LA. So, well, I, I try so, to tell you, bro. Yeah, because before I left, I wanted to leave so bad. Because mm-hmm. I've been here since I was five. Like, I wanted to go from it. Like, I wanted to experience something new and just see how it was. But now that I've done that, like, I took that for granted. Like, I got to go back soon. I'm back in two days, actually. I got to go back in two days, and I'm here like, damn, I'm going to miss this place. Like, hills, the weather even, Hollywood sign, the views, the beach, the people. Yeah. It's just, it's... it's you got to live it up right now. Yeah. It's something you can't take for granted is what I realized. Yeah. Well, I definitely know that yeah. if I ever moved, then I, I'd be sorry for my ass. But, yeah, just... Like, I get why people say they want to come to L.A. Yeah, yeah. Like, this was the reaction. I went there. They Like, you know how, be, how you be introducing yourself. Like, oh, what's your name? Where are you from? Um, my name's Theo. I'm from L.A. You from L.A.? Like, people take that as, like, you saying, like, you killed a dude. Like, they be like, you from L.A.? Like, yeah, like, and you when you and I say we're from L.A., it's like, yeah. It's just a regular, just a regular thing. thing. Well, so, I think they do like a good job in movies, like talking about that. Oh, like, yeah, if you, definitely. If you yeah. if you meet somebody, they say you from LA, and then you know if you even tell them the sub city, like if you say you lived in, uh, lived in like Hollywood, 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 like, yeah, like Beverly Hills, Beverly. like you like that, yeah. like it's crazy. Yeah. So yes, they you know the whole idea behind Hollywood is that like you know people call themselves like Ooh, oh you yes. went Hollywood, yeah, like, yeah, you're, yeah, you're Hollywood, you know like that like that type of star, whatever it might be. So, anyways, yes, obviously LA's best place to be. Anybody can argue that. Um, People argue that New York's better, but I feel like West Coast is the best coast. West Coast is the best coast. I like New York, but it's really for somebody who has a motor 24-7. Yeah. You know, I kind of like, like my sleep. So, you me, know. Yeah, no, when I visited New York, everything is so rushed. Yeah, I feel like the, it's, it's but, they call it like the city of no sleep or yeah. something like that. But I, I definitely respect the people who yeah. are able to live in New if, York. If you're like in a business scenario, like it's like That's how I'd like to be, it's perfect. Yeah. But like... You know, if you're just living there, you know, you really got to live on the outskirts. If you live in the city, it's probably a headache every day. So I just remember going through those metros and seeing like all these people, all these people are, are like, they have a motor in them, bro. Like they're like, they're running, they're, they got a straight face. Like that's also the thing that that's admirable about New York is that everybody there is just so goal oriented. Yeah. It's like you, nobody's judging anybody. Like you could be in the street wearing a whole tie dye outfit. They're not going to care. They're not going to bother to look another eye. But in LA, it, it's somewhat different. Like you have parts in LA where everybody's hectic like that, but yeah. you also have the other parts where it's more mellow and chill. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's a lot calmer yeah. than anywhere else. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Hundred percent, I haven't been everywhere, but I think it's just it's it's more calm than, yeah. than let's say. A city but like like I said before, it's like a bunch of cities in one big yeah, city. Yeah, hundred percent. Obviously, being home now, and you know, you're saying you're missing the place. Talk about a little bit. Do you miss, you know, high school? You miss any specific people? You, you talked about it a little bit, but mm-hmm. just give me like a quick spiel. Like, I'm not gonna lie, yeah, like some part of me does miss high school. Mm-hmm. Like, I miss the parts where I was able to just relax. Because mm-hmm. I feel like nowadays everything and everybody is just like, let's make up for the year we lost. It's mm-hmm. just always go, 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 go. 
I feel like some part of me does miss going back home um, and just in general, but, and also like the people. Because of laces being a middle and high school, you were around the same people since you were young and you had a close relationship with them and it wasn't bad. Yeah, some part of me does miss that, but other parts of me is like, let's see what I can do next. Yeah, yeah we're looking forward always. So Thank you. yeah, with that being said, what do you see yourself in a year or two or even after school? Or what's just your goals uh, in me, general, if you don't mind sharing? Yeah, me, my goals is to be better than what I was yesterday. Mm -hmm. But long-term goals, I want to see myself playing professionally mm -hmm. in with water polo. For being, yeah, just being a professional water polo player, still having that same L.A. in me. Mm -hmm. Always keeping it Hollywood. Close. Keep yep. it Hollywood. <laughs> keeping it close to my heart. And I want to buy my mom, my sister, and my dad a house. Like, yeah. each and every one of them a house. Like, that's no, my Individualized. Individ individually. That's, that's, that's my goal. Like, okay. I don't want to see any of them working tirelessly anymore. Like Retire. Yeah, like, yeah, I really yeah. want them to just be comfortable. Like, yeah. that's just where everything's coming from. And I feel like I, if I have the opportunity and time to do that, like, nothing's going to stop me. You could put anybody, anything in front of me, like that's not gonna stop me from wanting to achieve that. Is like your legacy or whether you're here today or tomorrow, does that matter to you what you left here? Like in terms of like, you know, oh, just, like, just your status or what, nah, what you like, did to people? Or? Like I'd be telling my friends and my family that I wanna be a celebrity, but that's just a joke. Like mm -hmm. I don't care if nobody remembers me. Mm -hmm. I just wanna be able to, to, just the three people in my life that matter the most, my mm -hmm. mom, my dad, my sister, mm -hmm. like I just want them to be able to know what I stood for and I just want to be able to take care of them. It don't matter if like people be bashing on my name in what downtown LA or Bel Air. <laughs> it don't matter what they be saying about me at the end yeah. of the day. The only thing that matters the most to me is what the people close to me say. Yeah. yeah. I love that. You know, funny enough, you say all this, everything you say is true, but mm -hmm. you know, like I said, your charisma is everything. You always open up to everybody. You're, you. you always treat people with respect. And I think a lot of people have actually, you know, gained a lot of inspiration from you as well. You know, I think you've kind of changed the culture of laces. Really? Um, if I, I, if I, I, I wouldn't say Yeah, for, uh, for at least water polo, I feel like, I mean, just going to practice, we've been able to, you know, practice with some of the kids. Uh, mm -hmm. that are on the team now yep. uh i mean goddamn every one of them has some kind of asian background i don't know if that's like <laughs> a family thing going around or what but you no. know people saw what you could do and they want you know how they say like you know the, the asian <laughs> the asian effect. now i feel like it's not me it's yeah, no. just right timing just being there it's like, I'm not going to get in their heads, get in their grill about mm -hmm. just, you wake up, come to practice. Like, I'm not going to do all that. At yeah. the end of the day, it's well, what if, uh, if you could tell them, like, some kind of advice, what would you tell if, them? I mean, if I could tell them advice, just, well, this is what I just tell everybody now, just be like, just really enjoy where you're at. Mm -hmm. Like, to me, I, I never got the chance to enjoy what I was doing. Like, I mean, I enjoy it now, but there was always, like, like that one bigger picture that mm -hmm. I wanted to achieve. I still haven't achieved it yet, mm -hmm. but there was always that one bigger picture, one long-term goal that kept me going that I never got the time to just step back and enjoy the game as it was meant to be enjoyed. Mm -hmm. I mean, I try and do that now and I feel like I do that every, do that every once in a while, but it's always, it always refers back to that bigger picture of me wanting to just take care of my family that. Yeah, so enjoy your time. Enjoy your time. Have a bigger picture. Well, that all depends on you. Yeah, like, all if you want you. If you want to play at the next level, then by all means, like, I think you can take it in everything yeah. and just be better. Just have a long-term goal exactly. where you see yourself. I think it's important. I think 
you know, if you don't know that, that's cool. You know, I feel like a lot of people have stressing on on the fact that they don't know what they want to do. And that's respectable. Mm -hmm. Like just, I, know, just, I know, yeah, I know some people yeah. now who don't know what they want to do, and they're still they're still great people. Mm -hmm. And I know people who have been knowing what they want to do since they were since they could breathe and mm -hmm. talk, and they're also still great people. So. Mm -hmm. It's just the different story that you make for yourself. So. Yeah. So whatever it is, you you find yourself eventually. Just try to put yourself in, in situations where you can figure yourself out. That's what's yeah, the point yeah. of this podcast. Like, if you don't know like what like you want to do or something, like chase like happiness. Like exactly. wherever you're happy, exactly. like you gotta like chase that feeling. And when you chase that feeling, like things will ultimately gravitate towards you. Like yeah. I'm a big believer in energy. I touched on this on the first episode. Yep. Like I've seen the first. I heard the first episode. <laughs> I heard it. You put positive energy out there. You know just have a positive mindset everything will come full circle just you know keep working yeah this is what my mom tells me she the giving me lots of good advice but one of them is you got to be so obsessed with something that people think you're insane like that's that's true i yeah, like that like yeah. you just naming off the greats they're greats for a reason mm -hmm. kobe mm -hmm. obsessed with basketball people think his work ethic and dedication was insane lebron mm -hmm. his longevity people think that's insane but mm -hmm. he's taking care of himself so it's working serena williams all the water polo players out there like you don't, you don't gotta be an athlete you don't have to be an athlete in general just yeah musical artists too kanye drake mm -hmm. pop mm -hmm. you gotta be so obsessed with what you do that people think you're insane like even academically you know like yeah. You don't learn stuff just by looking at it once. You got to put in the time and you got to be obsessed with what you want to do. That this, I think, people who be spending like hours reading and taking notes on something, like, I think they're obsessed with that and mm -hmm. I think that they're insane. Mm -hmm. So that's just yeah. them. So you got to be yeah. that in obsession. Yeah. Whether it be whatever it is, you know, people might look at you crazy. Obsession. I think that's a great way to end the podcast here. I want to thank you for coming on. Chris, thank you for having me. Yeah, man. That was the Soul Talk. Peace.